Welcome to It's a Mindset, the podcast where we embark on a transformative journey to enhance your worth, wealth, and well-being. I'm Emma Lagalo, a wealth and mindset coach, and I'm here to guide you. In each episode, we explore the power of your mindset, featuring inspiring guest interviews, tips, and insights. Are you ready to dive in and discover that anything is possible when you put your mind to it? Hi there, and welcome to episode six of It's a Mindset. This is a bonus solo episode, and it's an episode that I really wanted to record before the end of the year and release as well. Uh, We're coming to the end of 2023. We're in that no man's land between Christmas and the new year where you don't know what day it is, but you also do know that a relief, I guess, not thinking about Christmas and, you know, all those catch-ups that you had to do and all the presents you had to buy and the food and all of that. And you have a real chance to have a little bit of break, but you are also, I guess, thinking a little bit about that the year is drawing to a close and, you know, what's in store for the new year. And I have just released a blog post on my website, which is a personal guide to embracing abundance in 2024. And so I really wanted to then also do a podcast episode on this topic because I'm really passionate about it. I think the end of the year is a great time to reflect on, you know, the past year and then to really think about, you know, what you want to happen in in the new year. And so I put together a 10-step process that really takes you through that reflection and then that planning and, you know, anticipation, I guess, for, you know, what is going to happen in in a new year. And I, I really love a new year. It's like, you know, it's like a a blank page of a book where you get to write the story. And I think that this 10-step process can really support you to write as good a story as you possibly can. And I did this 10-step process last year and 2023 turned out to be such a great year for me. I really accomplished a lot and have lots of plans for next year as well. And so I thought that I, you know, I would go through this process. And when I did, yeah, I thought a podcast would be great and that I would take you through a little bit of what was coming up for me and then that might support you. Uh, if you are a visual person and you do resonate with this podcast, then I really urge you to go across to my website and you can really have a look at what those process process is and the 10 steps and, and take yourself through it. But, you know, it might be something that you are going for a walk or you're listening or maybe you're lying on the beach or maybe you're sitting by the fire if you're, you know, somewhere that's not as warm as Australia. And yeah, you can really reflect on the year that was and the year that is coming. So it starts out with the first step, which is reflecting on the year that was. So reflecting on 2023. So immersing yourself in the past year. And there's lots of different ways that you can do this. Uh, I like to journal. So I went through my journal and just sort of flicked through and saw some of, you know, the bigger things and the themes and that sort of thing that was coming up. And it's really interesting to to reflect back and see even, you know, the patterns that emerge and, you know, things that, you know, I really need to maybe consider a little bit more in my life. Um, But then it's also great to look back on the things that you have accomplished uh, because, you know, if you're anything like me, you tick something off and then you're just moving on to the next thing and you're not really reflecting on, you know, how incredible some of the things that you have done or been or achieved or all that type of thing. So it's, it's a really great process to go through. So if you're not a journaler, then, you know, you might want to look through your phone and you can go back through and look at all your photos or maybe even the calendar in your phone, or you might keep 
even, you know, a hard copy diary and you can just have a flick through and then you can just list down maybe some of the things that were bigger in your life. So for me, I had, as I said, a really a great year. I mean, I started this podcast, It's a Mindset, and that has been, I'm really proud actually that, that I've done it. Uh, it's been, yeah, something that it took me nearly a whole year, but it definitely, it's, it's here now and it's happening. And I, yeah, love that I have this new content channel to be able to, I guess, share my voice and, and talk about things. So that was probably one of the biggest things. I also relaunched my website uh, as Emma Lagalo. Prior to that, it was Mama's Day, which was, I guess, just a blog for mums who are raising tweens and teens. But it was really talking about, I guess, really hiding myself behind that identity as a mum and hiding myself behind a brand. And so I'll talk about that a little bit more, but that was a big thing. And it was actually a lot bigger than I thought just putting, you know, I thought you could pick up your website and just plonk it somewhere else, but I really had to rewrite so much. And so it was quite a labor of love, but I'm really happy with how it all went. And so if you haven't checked it out, I would love you to go across and have a look at emmalagalo.com. yeah, check it out and let me know what you think. There's lots of blogs and there's tons of free resources and yeah, information about my coaching services and all that type of thing. So yeah, I'd love you to check it out. The other big thing for me this year was traveling, uh, being through a pandemic as we all were, and we weren't able to travel. And I was a little bit behind that eight ball when traveling started to open up. So I missed out in 2022 but 2023 I really went to some incredible places and it was it was really amazing to be traveling overseas and having all those experiences again and it, it really showed me like travel definitely is my DNA and it's something that I'm so passionate about so yeah that were probably the the biggest three things that happened for me in the past year so that's step one step two is then delving a little bit into those things um, and, you know, perhaps any lessons that you learned from them, uh, you know, what did you achieve and what were the challenges and, you know, I guess, what did you learn from some of these things? So in doing so, you're sort of acknowledging any personal growth or, you know, resilience that you have grown and the insights that you've gathered as a result of that. So yeah, delving a little bit deeper and you can do this, I guess, if you wanted to in a journal, or maybe you just want to sit with a cup of tea or a cold drink and, you know, just consider um, what might be coming up for you when you think about some of the bigger things that you have done in the past year. So for me, if I wanted to start digging a little bit more into starting my podcast, it's a mindset was really a lesson to not be so afraid of technology and you know the things that you don't know I was just really really scared of how that would all work and look I'm really proud of myself that I do everything for this podcast on my own I produce it I record it I edit it I promote it all of those things uh, I do all on my own and it is a little bit time consuming I must admit and that was another I guess block for me because I was really worried about how I was going to find the time to be able to commit to a podcast. And that's where I guess I only do one once a fortnight. And, uh, but then I'm also, it has been something that now that I've started, it's definitely worth it. I love it. Some of the guests that I've got to know better and all of that has been really incredible. And I've, I've, you know, really enjoyed. And then they, even these solo episodes, 
well, I was awake a little bit last night because I was excited thinking about all the things, you know, that I wanted to put together. I mean, a little bit nervous to stoop as well, but I think that's part of it, isn't it? Well, for me anyway, it's pushing myself out of my comfort zone and, and doing it anyway. So, yeah, so I guess there's some of the things I have learned that a podcast isn't as hard as you think. So if it's something that's on your heart, then I would, yeah, urge you to explore it. And I'm definitely here. My DMs are open. If you have any questions, I would love to help, you know, talk you through what's involved. So then I relaunched my website, which, you know, I talked a little bit about in step one. And I really love, I guess, the look and the feel of, of it now. I mean, starting my business, never having done anything like this before, yeah, there was definitely things that I had learned along the way that I wanted to improve. But I think the biggest thing that I have probably learned from that is really just embodying who I am. And it's really, I guess, grown my sense of self-worth. So now I am Emma Lugolo, a wealth and mindset coach. And yeah, it's really has fueled my sense of self-worth and I've stopped hiding behind my identity as a mum and just, I guess, come out of the closet really as a midlife woman who is ready to take on the world. And I encourage anyone to be the best version of themselves. And I guess that's what it's all about. It's just about, you know, taking this one life that we have and really making the most of it. And, you know, as you know, I'm in my midlife and my kids are getting older, I can see that little bit of light that they're not always going to need me as much and I really want to make sure that like I have a really fulfilling life that I haven't tied everything up with being a mum so yeah that's just a lot more of my life and to do those things that I you know really want to do and for me that's just I guess sharing my ideas and, and encouraging others to find what it is that really lights them up and to do more of that so yeah there's some of the lessons I guess I've learned just to be more of myself probably uh, in relaunching my website, traveling. So that has taught me that I'm not over the hill just yet. <laughs> I did some quite adventurous holidays and I was really apprehensive uh, about going snowboarding in Canada. Uh, and even, yeah, doing, doing some of those things. I, I went to Italy as well and I did some really long hikes and some scary heights, hikes, and I'm quite scared of heights. And so it really helped me to tap back into my adventurous spirit. Even when I was in Italy, I was with a really good girlfriend, but we drove around Sardinia and I was a little bit scared of doing that too, because they drive on the other side of the road and the roads are quite narrow. And, you know, I had, you know, another mum who has four kids as well. I had, you know, her life in my hands as well. And so there was, you know, there was a lot there, but I, I felt like, yeah, that I, you know, I could do it and I did it and you know, look, I'm still here to tell the tale. So it all went really well, but I guess that's what it taught me traveling. Uh, I think just even being really outside your comfort zone and the things that you can do and the snowboarding was incredible in Whistler. I lived in Whistler when I was in my early twenties and it was so amazing to go back there and take my kids and, just show them how beautiful the world is and you know how different it is compared to you know Sydney Australia that yeah there is so much that beauty around and to give them that experience was um, was was wonderful so yeah the traveling pushed me outside my comfort zone and 
You know, also I loved immersing myself in different cultures and it, particularly in Italy, it was reminded me because I also traveled around uh, Europe and I really did enjoy how different all the cultures were, but it was incredible to, incredible to be in Italy. And, and when I was actually in Italy, when I was in my 20s, I just remember it was so expensive and I had no money and it was blowing my daily budget out of the water. And I just remember I was sitting, I think in Venice, and I just wanted to, I sort of made a pact with myself that I would come back one day when I could afford it. And so that really was a full circle moment. I, I didn't go to Venice, but uh, I did go to Positano on the Amalfi Coast and to Sardinia and to Rome. And yeah, it was, it was really great to go when I guess I had grown a little bit more wealth in my life and yeah, I could afford a little bit more to indulge and not be so worried about, you know, how that was going to impact the rest of my trip. So that was, that was great. But coming back to the cultural side of things and what I really loved about Italy was just how passionate they are about, I guess, food and connection. And I think sometimes in Australia, you know, we have such a big work ethic and, you know, even when you go to work and you sit at your desk and you eat your lunch and it's just, yeah, there's not enough emphasis, I don't think, put on on that sort of gathering and the joy that you get from eating. And yeah, and I just think it's such a simple pleasure and it really opened my eyes to you know, how we could maybe make life a bit more simple and how we could actually sort of revere that mealtime a little bit more to be a time where we connect with significant others. And yeah, we just take that time out and really appreciate as well what we're eating. And oh my God, the food in Italy was just so delicious. So I really, I mean, it's easy to just indulge and, and enjoy, but I think it's something that, you know, I really wanted to bring back here a little bit more is that, cherishing those simple pleasures, I think. And I think that's what they do really well in Italy. And I think it really helps to, you know, cultivate a long and meaningful life. Uh, you know, I watched a little bit of The Blue Zone, which is talking about some of those areas in the world where people live a really long time, but they, there is a difference between, you know, living a really long time and, and not having a great deal of quality of life. And it's just that longevity, but to actually live a long time, but to have really fulfilling and meaningful life still in your old age and Sardinia where it's in a blue zone and so yeah it really made me stop and think about you know how other cultures have so much to teach us and so that is where traveling this year I think has really expanded my my thoughts and my mindset a little bit so it's been really really great and I'm you know just so grateful that I've had the opportunity to be able to do that. So one other thing, which I guess wasn't like a major milestone, but it's probably a bit of a lesson that I feel like I've learned. And this year is just really as, you know, my exploration into self-development has deepened over the past couple of years, I've learned, God, so many lessons about all of that. And it's interesting, I think, as I've sort of maybe got to know myself more and become more of my authentic self. And I think some, some of my, friendships have, have been tested um, as I've grown and evolved personally. And yeah, it's was interesting, but it's also, I guess, uh, highlighted to me, my, uh, made me more aware of my, my really deep need to belong. And I think this is a result of, you know, family dynamics as, you know, I was growing up and 
then has led to sort of my tendencies to people please. But as I guess I've gone on this little bit of self-development journey, I'm becoming, I guess, more of myself and more self-aware. And it, I guess it has tested at some of my friendships a little bit, but I'm really happy to say that all of my friendships have survived all the tests and, and you know, they might've transformed and they might look a little bit differently, but they are still so fulfilling and they truly enrich my life. And on this journey, I have met so many new people as well. And so that has just been incredible to, yeah, just to get different perspectives that, you know, knowing different people have shaped and shifted my mindset and opened my eyes to different ways of being. And I guess even as I'm becoming more of myself and then, yeah, people just accepting me for that has been really heartwarming and enriching and yeah, has been, yeah, something that I've really cherished. So I guess it's just appreciating all the people in my life, the people that, you know, my family and all my friends and, and knowing that, yeah, that you can become more of yourself and they're still going to like you and want to hang out with you and, and all of that. So that has been, I guess, a bit of a lesson for me in this past year. So that's step two. Step three. So that's having pride in your progress and, and then celebrating your achievements. So it's really important to celebrate your achievements, big and small. And I think that, you know, even helps to connect the achievements and nurture that positive mindset. And I know it's something that I need to work on a little bit more because I am sort of, you know, a little bit in that churn and burn where, you know, I tick something off and I'm like, right, what's next? I better get onto that now. And I mean, even for my podcast, I really wanted to have like a launch party. But I, in saying that as well, like life is hectic and it's hard to fit everything in. And I mean, I launched this podcast, you know, right on the cusp of the silly season. And so my calendar was, was really full, but I think it is something that, you know, I'd like to do a little bit more is celebrate some of those significant milestones. And look, I do celebrate life in general and without a doubt, I like honor my family and my friends, um, especially around the holiday season. There's, you know, a lot of catching up with people and all of that type of thing, but maybe even celebrating some of those sort of goals in, in business. And I don't know whether that's something that you could think about a little bit as well. This year though, I did start, which I'm really love and I'm super proud of is having some like one-to-one -one dates with my kids. So I've got four kids and they're all teenagers. And I guess I really, you think that they don't even want to hang out with you as much as you do, as they do get older. But it was, you know, one of my daughters who said to me that I never hang out with her. And it really, I guess, triggered me and cut me that I, you know, that I, I mean, because we just want to be good mums, don't we? And so maybe my standoff attitude of that they don't want to hang out with me, yeah, was, was really not true. And so she instigated me starting these one-to-one -one dates with my kids. And so I'm doing them like once every six months or so, and they have just been so rewarding, just surrendering to whatever it is they want to do. So I think we did a shopping day with one of my daughters. I went a beach day, uh, my littlest one loves surfing. I've done already a couple of movie dates with my son. Um, and yeah, I think I did a night away with my other daughter and it was, it was so great uh, to just, you know, spend that quality time. And I would urge 
you to do something like that. And I guess that is celebrating, you know, those relationships. So it doesn't, you know, if you don't have kids, you know, I'm sure there's some significant others that you can make that time to really dedicate to them and to spend to really nurture those relationships. And I think that's so important. And so I guess that would be a little bit of a celebration that I feel I've I've come and hopefully that's something that I can continue to do with my kids for many years to come when they leave home and and all of that. I would love to be able to keep doing that because they just open up and, and blossom, I think, a little bit under that like one-to-one attention and I think every relationship I mean whether like I know even with my husband it would be it's great to try and do those date nights uh every now and again and it's really so nice just to connect and yeah just to to spend that time so I think it's really important to to think about that and to carve that time in as well all right so step four financial reflection of course as a wealth and mindset coach we had to carve out a little bit of time to talk about money so important uh whilst you know it's not the be all in the end all i think it does really impact a lot on you know particularly forward focus and you know what we can achieve in in the coming year based on where we stand financially and so we're really shifting our focus to the practicalities and the importance of updating our budgets and maybe our financial plans and i know i've done this recently and it was it was really scary actually because the cost of living is just out of control like i was really quite shocked i know i did it sort of the middle of the year and the price of groceries had gone up about 30 percent but i think it's nearly gone up another 30 percent since then it's just really crazy how expensive just everything is right now so it's really important i think to focus on on that and and see where it all stands uh when it comes to you know creating a truly wealthy life and you know money is really a crucial part of that equation whilst it's not the be all and the end all it really is you know really important but in saying that i've also learned this year to to trust the process and to think creatively and that to trust that money will come from unexpected places so this year i looked outside the box and you know i got a little bit of corporate work uh in the lead up to going on one of my overseas trips um just to I guess, make me feel a little bit more financially secure and that, you know, I could afford the trip. And then more recently, I have found an opportunity where I'm supporting a beautiful 50 year old woman who has MS. uh, And this has been more rewarding than I ever expected it to be. I know as a wealth and mindset coach that I am, you know, I'm all for helping people to live their best lives. And that is exactly, you know, what I feel like I'm, I'm doing in supporting this, this beautiful lady that, you know, that I have met recently. And so it's really fulfilling and it's also contributing to my financial stability and well-being. And that has, yeah, has been something that I've, you know, really had to grapple with this year because growing a business is, is not easy. It's, um, especially in this space, I think I've said it before that it's, that it takes a lot of, you know, like and trust for people to, want to work with you. And so I, I know I'm going to have to put in the hard yards to to get to a place where I have a, a really sustainably financial business. And, uh, and so I am looking outside the box to find different ways to earn money. And I know for me, like earning money really helps my my feeling of, of self worth and, uh, and, you know, and I want to contribute as well to my family. And so finding this role has been 
really incredible on so many levels. And, you know, I'm so grateful for that opportunity, but it has really taught me that having a business, you can look for different income sources. And so that is something that I'm going to be more open-minded about in the future. And that leads me to another lesson that I, I learned this year. And that is that no coach or mentor is going to do the work for me. It, it's something that if I want to grow this business, you know, the buck does stop with me and, you know, I need to learn how to do it myself and, and learn to also love, you know, the pace of my journey. And so I probably stripped away a little bit of that support that I'd had in previous years when I first started and I was in such a rush to get my, my business up and running and realizing that it's, you know, it's going to just be slow and steady wins the race. And so I have yeah, stripped back, you know, spending lots of money on, on different people that I've, you know, or, you know, memberships and things like that, that I, that I've thought is going to be the get rich and easy, quick way to get things done. And it's really just not um, the, the way it is. So yeah, looking outside the box and then also realizing that, yeah, I've just got to trust the process, enjoy the journey and make it sustainable for, for me and my family. So that's a little bit about, you know, the wealth side of things. And, you know, if, you wanted to have a little bit of a look at that, then I'm always more than happy to to talk to you and, and help you through. Like I've helped some women this year to set up their budgets and yeah, just talk about different things around around wealth. But I think it's, you know, such an important thing to reflect back on how it's going, um, be present with your money and then, you know, what you can what you can do in the coming year. So now we're gonna start looking a little bit more forward focusing. So it's your vision, like what do you want to have? Where do you want to be in December 2024? I know it seems crazy, right, to be thinking about like a whole year away, but I think it can really help you to hone in on, on what is important to you and what are the things that you really want to do. So what I'd love you to do is, you know, visualize yourself in December 2024, like where do you want to be? You know, what do you want to be doing? Do you want things to be different or are you happy for them to remain the same? So also emphasizing the emotional and the motiv motivational foundation that you can get when you start to visualize when you, it's it's really i guess about sort of that manifestation type of thing that when you put yourself you know forward focus and and can see yourself in that in that spot then you're more likely to be able to you know reach for those goals and and achieve them so for me my biggest vision for 2024 is to write a book so writing a book was what really started this entire entrepreneurial journey for me. Uh, I had an idea when we were right at the beginning of the pandemic and everything slowed down and I've always wanted to write a book and I had had in my mind a little bit that I would start a blog and then that would attract some fans that may one day want to buy the book that I have that I'm going to write. And, you know, I've, I've got a marketing degree. So, you know, I know all about that, how to go about that. And so, you know, I put those wheels into motion, but I really had no idea that I would be on this entrepreneurial journey as a result of that. And it's been such an incredible journey, but coming full circle, I'm like, I need to write this book. <laughs> so more than two years down the track, it's time for the book. Uh, and there has been enough marketing and I feel like I'm really ready. And it's something that, you know, it was on my heart actually at the start of last year, but I really didn't realize how long some of the other things that I wanted to do, like starting this podcast and 
relaunching my website would take and also being a mom and knowing where I'm at in this you know season of my life that I can't do everything and you know my family and my friends and my life takes up quite a lot of space and so everything has to happen in its own good time but the book is happening so that's really step five really think about you know where do you want to be in December and look I don't I'd love to say that there's going to be a book on the shelf, but in my mind, I'm thinking I'm turning 50 in September of the following year in 2025. And I really want to have a book on the shelf before my birthday. So that is something, but so long as the book is in really in motion, then I'm going to be really happy that that is happening uh, for next year. So step six is the feelings and accomplishments. So, you know, defining how you want to feel and, you know, what do you want to accomplish for this in this envisioned life that you have in December of 2024? So, you know, what's the personal growth that's required to get you to that place? What behaviours do you need to shift? Do you need support? You know, for myself, I know I need support to write a book. Uh, I think I need a little bit of structure and you know, a little bit of hand-holding. And so I have joined a membership. It's called the Expert Author Academy. And I know as well, I'm going to have to carve out time and space to prioritize the book. And so then I've had to sort of shift away some of the other things that, you know, I have been doing in the last few years, like launching new programs and, you know, doing as much coaching and all that type of thing. So I'll probably peel that back a little bit so that I can really immerse myself into the book writing process. But that's where I've even, I love uh, the support role that I'm doing at the moment, that it is something that you know, it is super rewarding, but it doesn't take away a lot of, you know, I'm not investing in another person's business or something like that to, I will be able to keep all that harness or that creativity. And so I'm sort of, I guess my life is, it's getting set up so that I will have the time and space and also the financial means to be able to write this book. So I'm super excited about that. And I can see that my behaviors are shifting and my mindset around that so that I've, I will be able to achieve that. All right, we're getting there. So step seven is creative manifestation. So this year is really where we've got the visualization of where we sort of want to be, but this is then making it a bit more physical. So it's, you know, whatever it might be that resonates most with you. So maybe you're writing a list of the things that you want to actually achieve next year. For some people, it might be like writing a letter to their future self uh, when they've actually achieved that goal. So writing to yourself in 20, December 2024 of you know how proud you are of the person that has written that book or who has got that new job or who has studied or you know whatever got fit lose five kilos I don't know whatever it might be for yourself that you write a letter to that person and that's really starting to manifest more so and you're starting to embody the person that you want to be in December 2024 so that could be something that you know resonates with you for other people it might be creating even a physical or a digital vision board so a digital one you can use pinterest and that can be a really fun exercise you know it might be a holiday that you want to go on maybe you know there's somewhere you really want to take yourself or your family or go with a friend and so you start you know just putting pictures in and you know or maybe you want to renovate your house or move or I don't know whatever it might be you can do that you can also do it in physical form of course you can get print things uh you can get magazines or whatever and you know you can even get your family involved if you like and do you know a family vision board to 
create your most abundant 2024. But this is really where it starts to get physical. And so rather than it just being inside your head and you just thinking about it, you are really starting to put the wheels in motion. I mean, if you do journal, maybe you just want to journal on that and you know write down all the things that you really want to achieve in the new year. Step eight. So this is where then, you know, you might brain dump and there could be some really out there things that you would love to do, but are they realistic? So this is where you start to you know, work it out if it's possible. So be realistic, you know, what do you need to prioritize over, you know, the different goals? As I said, I wanted to write a book this year and it didn't happen. It just, there wasn't enough time. And so I had to let it go. Uh, and so, it, that's you know that's okay that's fine but it is important I think to be realistic otherwise we can set ourselves up for failure and that we don't really want to do that and that can be so debilitating to you know our self-esteem and to our mindset and all of that type of thing so it's really important I guess to be realistic to work out you know what it is you can achieve and you know maybe you know some things come off the list and they go on the list for next year or maybe they're a five-year plan or you know whatever it might be but I think it's really important to Ah, be practical, prioritize, and then and then even break down those goals. So, you know, maybe you do want to move, but it's not going to potentially happen, but you maybe have a saving goal to get to, you know, a certain point next year so that you move yourself that little bit closer to buying a property or going on that holiday or whatever it might be. So I think it's, it's great. You can also attach rewards to those milestones and that does enhance uh, your success. And I know for myself, like when I do write my book and I've talk, you know, talked about having a launch party for my podcast, which hasn't uh, come to fruition, but when I write a book and I publish a book and there is a hard copy book, then there will definitely be a book launch or maybe two. So I will definitely be celebrating when I get to that milestone. It's also then also important when we're talking about like that prioritization of, of our goals is to prioritize our personal well-being because it's super important to be as supported and resilient as we possibly can be so that we can go ahead and and achieve some of those goals. So reading back on my journal over the past year, uh, and I always write first thing in the morning, so that might be why I actually write that I'm always just so tired <laughs> and how much I hate getting up early. It's yeah, really something that, that doesn't, yeah, just really, it's not, for me and I know it's because I go to bed too late but reading back on how many days I actually wrote I'm so tired <laughs> and you know I just hate getting up early but I know like it gets to 11 o'clock every night and you know maybe it is my lifestyle and, and even right now it's like 8 9 p.m and I'm recording this podcast because that is when I have time when I'm not getting pulled from pillar to post by the family and you know, all of that. And look, if I was a morning person, then I could definitely probably have that time, you know, from 5am until 7am to be able to get those things done. But yeah, for me, it just doesn't work. But in saying that, I know that I really, really need to prioritise sleep and making my sleep routine be a little bit more structured, I suppose. So that is something that I'm really going to work on. And I know that's going to support my personal well-being so much and then make it so much easier for me to, you know, write that book or coach my clients or shop for my family better. So that's something that I really do want to focus on in the new year. So I don't know if there is something for your own personal well-being that you could think about 
wanting to prioritize a little bit more. Uh, I'm also going to continue though to prioritize meditation. It's been so key for me and it's really something that has just been more of a more of a foundation of my life that I love. Like I love leading the meditations for the meditation headquarters. And I'm really proud that this year I collaborated with a with a, a dear friend uh, for a paid meditation and sound healing event. And it was really wonderful. And I know the women that attended really loved it. And so it's something that you know, I'd love to do more of uh, in 2024. And, you know, just meditation has really supported me beyond belief. Um, and I hope to lead by example, to allow more people to experience like the profound benefits of a consistent meditation practice. Uh, it's helped me to feel more present and, you know, more able to manifest the goals. And I know it will support me to create an abundant 2024 so some of the meditation, um, even teachers that I have really resonated with this year, there's Sarah Blondin, and she has loads of free meditations on Insight Timer. Um, that's a free app as well. And she has just been yeah, incredible for helping to grow my sense of self-worth. And, uh, and Joe Dispenza is another one that I have really resonated this, with this year. He has a few meditations on Insight Timer as well, but, um, Meditation is, yeah, I just really love it. And I can see that it's going to be such a big part of my future and yeah, it has really supported me to just show up as, yeah, I guess a more authentic, grounded, present human. And if I can share that with more people, then, you know, I'm going to do my very best to do that. So, yeah, so that is a little bit of, I guess, how I am going to be realistic with my goals and break them down and how I'm going to be able to prioritize them uh, in 2024. So step nine is uh, communication and alignment. So this step is really about sharing some of these goals that you have in your mind, the things that you really want to achieve that will help to support you to actually achieve them. So whether that is, you know, sharing them with your partner or your family or even, you know, your friends or your extended family, you know, some of the things that you really want to do, sharing your dreams with your significant others will support you to achieve them. So tell people about, you know, the things that you really want to do, because I think once you put it out there into the universe and it's, a lot more likely to happen. I mean, you still, you have that more accountability to achieve it and you then have their support as well for them to, you know, encourage and motivate and make space for you to be able to achieve the things that you really want to achieve in, in the new year. All right. The final step is consistency and periodic check-ins. So Staying consistent with your goals is, is so important. It's not, you know, where you say you're going to do something and then you get to November and you're like, oh my goodness, I really need to get it done. It's really just, you know, taking those consistent steps towards achieving your goals. And really it's about emphasizing that, you know, the journey, be consistent. It's not a sprint. It's, you know, I want to encourage you to stay committed, to check in periodic periodically and to make adjustments if you need. And look, things are going to happen. There's going to be curveballs, you know, the pandemic, for instance, like we, you know, probably all had plans to travel. We had things on, on our mind and everything just got shut down. So it's also about being flexible and going with the flow a little bit. And that, you know, has something that has really 
resonated with me this year is that, you know, go where the tide takes you. But it's also about not just, you know, setting these resolutions and then forgetting about them again. It's really about, you know, that staying consistent and, and being mindful about the things that you really want to achieve so that you will be that person that you want to be when it comes to December of 2024. So that is a process. Oh, I hope you have enjoyed, you know, this episode and it, I guess a little bit of an insight into the things, you know, that I have reflected on in 2024, 2023 and the things that I'm really wanting to achieve in, in 2024. And then that has inspired you to consider that yourself. And as I said, this blog post is on my website, so you can go and check it out. And, you know, there is some great instructions there of how to do it for yourself. And I would love to hear what's come up for you. And if you have any goals that you would love to tell me about, you you know, you can jump on my Instagram, put me in Instagram stories, send me a DM, um, yeah, whatever it is, I would I'd love to, yeah, to, to hear about it and to hear if this has resonated with you as well. So check it all out. Um, I'd also, you know, just like to warmly wish you all the best for a, a wholly abundant 2024 and beyond. Um, and, you know, if this podcast episode has resonated with you and, you know, you'd love the idea of it, but you're really not sure where to get started, then I would, you know, dearly love to hold your hand and, and walk you through that process. Um, I know I'm doing that with some of my past clients that they are going to, you know, have a session with me to set some intentions for, for the new year. And, you know, it'd be great. I'll be able to keep them, hold them to account and be the biggest cheerleader. And so, yeah, I would love to invite you to, you know, if you wanted to explore some life coaching, then you can definitely send me a DM or, you know, you can just book in for a 30 minute, no obligation discovery call. And we can have a chat about how I might be able to support you, whether that's through my Become the Butterfly program or a one-off session, or maybe there's something in the wealth space that you really wanted to to go through. So I would love to you know, be that person for you. So check it out on my website or my Instagram and uh, yeah, reach out if you want extra support. But lastly, I'd love to just express so much gratitude for you listening to these podcast episodes and for all your support. The feedback I have received has just been just overwhelmingly heartwarming and yeah, it just makes it all so worthwhile to know that these podcasts and, and the beautiful guests that I've had on, I'd like to also thank them for, for coming onto my podcast and sharing so openly and vulnerably and generously with me and yeah, and thank you so much for listening to these podcasts and yeah, for, for coming on this journey with me. And I wishing you all the best in reflecting on 2023 and all the best for the a truly abundant 2024. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And uh, I can't wait to connect with you again soon. So bye. Thanks for joining It's a Mindset. If you found this episode valuable, consider sharing it with friends. Add it to your Instagram stories, tag me at Emma Lagalo, or simply spread the word. Follow me on Instagram for updates and share your topic suggestions. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review to help us reach more listeners. Remember, anything is possible when you put your mind to it. Thanks for listening.